The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. Opulent coffee houses, schnitzel, and the best thing to eat after a night of late drinking. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. And this week, we're in Vienna, Austria, where it's much more than fancy palaces and classical music. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my friend Sandra Bernstein. We're here in Sonoma at Girl in the Fig headquarters. And we're going to talk about... uh, we're going to talk about Mexican food today. You just recently got back from a trip to Mexico. And, I did. Um, you know, e- I was thinking about this on the way here, that I, even here in California, I think when people think of Mexican food, it's usually in the form of a taco, a burrito, an enchilada. Jack in the box, um, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Um, or as my grandmother said when I asked her one time, they lived in Ohio, I said, have you ever had Mexican food? She said, oh yeah, we have Del Taco here. <laughs> so, but, but even in California, I think our, you know, the one restaurant that I think of, you know, you go out in the city, I think probably more than I do or at all. Not that much more. <laughs> so you've probably been to some <clears throat> higher end Mexican restaurants, you know, I chefs from Mexico City. Really? in the city here. Really? I have not. They're on my wish list. Okay, so then the closest thing that we get to here in Sonoma, I think, I guess, would be El Molino. I mean, when you're talking about not just your typical um, taco truck where you're pulling up and it's the the regular, the usual suspects, right? I think so. I mean, I think her focus is really doing authentic Mexican. Yeah. You know, being you know having been doing some training in Mexico, um, but we have you know there's restaurants like the hacienda have you been to the hacienda here in sonoma have you no. been to maya no so we definitely maya, have I've, I've been to maya i think it was years and years long, ago long time yeah. ago yeah i mean they're nice restaurants i mean i think the difference is is that you have a restaurant where they sell beer wine or and tequila or mezcal they have a liquor license or you have a taco truck or you have like a street food place that is like el molino um, or you have the fine dining options that are popping up in San Francisco. Yeah. Like Cala, Californios. Right. Um, well, and just watching Netflix, like if you watch Netflix mm. and you look at some of the chefs that are coming out of Mexico, it's amazing. It's and they, amazing. they will, what they do is a lot of times take what they know, um, from being raised, um, um, in Mexico or Mexico city. And then, and then they'll go to culinary school mm-hmm. and then a lot of them will go back um, to their hometown and, mm-hmm. and open up a restaurant and then, you know, have these French cooking techniques that are sort of combined with mm-hmm. what they have been raised, um, doing. And it's kind of an interesting fusion, but it's, and I think Tony Bourdain did a show where he went down mm-hmm. um, to Mexico as well. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see. I'm like, that looks like a high-end restaurant in the city that does not look like food that I'm familiar with when we talk right. about Mexican food. Right. Well, honestly, that is 
I think like my week in Mexico City was a combination of all of it. And I really decided like I needed a trip, I needed to get away, and I wanted something that would be very far away from what I do, you know, our menu, our food, our Rhone alone. Um, you know, like, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like getting off our path so I could just open up my mind. So my trip was really about food and art and that's really how I spent the week. And can we mention food as art? Right. Um, which is perfect. I think, uh, time to mention to our listeners that they can go on the bike goes on.com. Mm-hmm. Click on gallery and there's a, another tag under gallery that says Mexico City and it has a handful of my food photos from my trip. Wait, a handful? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe okay. about 40. Okay. <laughs> a handful is think of okay, like five. maybe about 60. <laughs> but I took over a thousand photos in a week. So, right. you know, I didn't want to overwhelm the listeners or the lookers. Now, what, did you want to go by yourself? Was that a conscious decision? Um, you know, if I had found, I didn't ask and I wasn't treating anybody to come right. with me. <laughs> right. You know, but, I didn't no, have a whole lot of volunteers. I mean, if okay. I had, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. But I'm okay traveling alone. I, yeah. I can really set myself up for a good trip. Well, my mom and I have talked about this. She, you know every year goes to Hawaii for a month and she used to do it by herself or actually she started doing it when I was living there. So then I was there and you know, we would see each other. But then even after I moved back here, she continued to go to Hawaii for a month and for a while would just go by herself. And then she started taking other people had heard about her going and decided to go with her. And I remember her saying that it, it was a really different experience because she was used to doing what she wanted, when she wanted, didn't have to ask anyone anything. And that it was kind of nice to have someone there, but she also missed that whole experience of just free flow, free form, um, which is what I did when I went to Spain and France is I just took off with a backpack and I loved it because I would get up in the morning and just decide where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And I didn't have to ask anyone. And if it mm-hmm. took longer, it took less. If I wanted to sit there and stare right. at boats for an hour, mm-hmm. um, you could do that. Then you could do that. I kind of like it. I, I like getting up what time I want. I like going to <laughs> yeah. eat where I want. I like not having to worry about someone else's budget. Right. If I want to spend a lot or I don't want to spend a lot yeah. or I don't want to make someone feel obligated to do what I do. Um, it's just kind of nice. And this trip also was very nice because I knew someone there. Um, this woman, Elsie Mendez, who Mm -hmm. has been to the States, who has written for, um, Traveler Mexico, um, some other food, food magazines, and she's written about us. And so it's been nice. And I forgot, I was thinking she was in Oaxaca And I just like a week or two before I left, I said, oh my God, are you going to be around Mexico City? I'm going to be here such and such. And she's like, yeah, I'm in town. Let me help you with your itinerary. 
And so I sent her, of course, by that time I had a bunch of reservations already. Yeah. And she's well, like, you were doubling up. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. I gained probably 15 pounds on that trip. No, I mean, you were making, weren't you ma- making dual reservations because you, you wanted to keep yeah, your options open, sure. exactly. which is sort of I a did. no, no. Well, I had for... three hotel reservations at one point. Oh I didn't know where I was going to stay. Yeah. But, um, nightmare. <laughs> it it tr- it truly was, but it was good. And she was like, "No, you don't really need to go there." Or, oh no, replace that with this. And uh, then, how did you guys meet? How did, and w- because she she came to Sonoma two different times, two different years to write about us. And so huh. she was in the restaurant, and we fed her. Um, and one of the, I think I sat with her both meals. Like occasionally, I'll sit with the press person. And eat with them, especially if they're alone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just kind of stayed connected. Like when the articles came out, she would WhatsApp them to me. And, you know, she's a very WhatsApp person. And she lives there or she, she just... lives there. Okay. No, she lives outside of Mexico City, about okay. 25 minutes from where I was. And she was great because she said, don't stay here. Stay in this neighborhood. It'll be much easier for you to get around. Because it's big, right? It's big. And, you know, it's funny because I do travel a bit. I do take a few trips a year. And this trip has really resonated with me. I mean, it's really been in my mind like almost every day. And I don't know if it's because like the mezcal, mezcal bottles that I brought back are still sitting on my kitchen counter a good reminder or because I keep adding photos or because my taco tour guide whatsapp me yesterday to see how I was doing wish me a happy new year <laughs> or um, Feliz Año Nuevo. Just, all these things just keep popping up and it brings me back to this trip yeah. and so but when I think about it and I explain it it was a hard trip it wasn't an easy trip it's very loud and you'd been there before or no? No, 40-some okay. years ago. Oh, wow. 40-some years ago. So I didn't remember anything. Yeah. I barely remembered, and I had been at the archaeology museum, and so um, I did go back there, and I could barely remember like that experience there. How many people live in Mexico City? Do you have any idea? Uh, I have no. Millions. Millions right. and trillions. I mean, it's kind of like Madrid, right? It's like a I don't know. Huge... I haven't been to Madrid. Actually, I, I think, but I, it's like, to me, it was like New York in Spanish, right? You know, because you don't really understand any of the language. I mean, yeah. I don't speak fluent Spanish. I can speak yeah. Cochina Espanol. I can right. get what I need. Right. And people speak a little bit of English, a little bit of English. They try. Yeah. Um, cause people could have been nicer. Every single person I met. I mean, they like tourists, right? Um, I don't think they mind. Yeah. I, I was never treated, you know, like any different than I think any other person. Right. Uber in Mexico City is a lifesaver. You can take an Uber for like $2 anywhere, pra- practically. But the worst, the traffic is horrendous. Yeah. And that's, I was wondering about that too, is the, how far does your dollar go? Is it the dollar depends like you could. So I guess since we have a food show, um, (laughs) I did three multi-course set menu expensive. I did one multi-course, not as many courses as I would have liked inexpensive. 
And then I did street food. I did, you know, the taco. I did the markets. Um, I did a very traditional restaurant that's been around for 60 years. And, um, and again, if you get a chance while you're listening to go on the bike goes on.com, click onto the gallery, the Mexico city part, um, because I kind of, you know, I'll mention a few things from the trip, but the very first day I had a taco tour, I thought it would be a great way to like familiarize myself with. Well, what does food. that mean exactly? Well, you know, there's so many experiences. You can go on to Viator or Get My Guide or Airbnb experiences or, I don't know, tons of places like what Renee's business is, the Gourmet Tour Food right. Guide. Well, this guy was, his. he had a lot of good reviews and it was like um, talk, taco tour with the mensch. So he was calling himself a mensch, which is like a Yiddish word for um, a gentleman. That hit home with you. Yeah. And I just, I had looked at a lot of tours. I'm like, oh, this looks good. You know, he's going to bop around. It's a walking tour. I'll get to know my neighborhood. And I stayed in Roma, um, which was one of the neighborhoods that was most devastated by the earthquake in. Yeah. Which was what year? 85 or 77. One of those years. But, um, and the cracks in the sidewalk are still there. It's not easy walking. It's definitely, you cannot text and walk because you will kill yourself. And are we talking about skyscrapers or we're talking about, no? No skyscrapers. Well, there's skyscrapers like downtown, but not in Roma. Okay. And it definitely, there were periods during the week where I felt like I might've been in two different countries. Like in the Roma Mm. that I was, I guess it would be like, I don't know, not Brooklyn, but maybe like Chelsea, like a neighborhood, like a, cause it was a neighborhood. You have your neighborhood market yeah. and you have your little cafes and, and yeah. people are walking yeah. and then you have the big city where the skyscrapers and, but there's doesn't, the traffic's the same everywhere. Horrible. And the smog, horrible right. and construction everywhere. Yeah. So when I say it was a hard trip, those were the things that, you know, didn't make it for a relaxing trip and the walking was hard and, you know, but anyway, so the first day, the first place he takes me is to this, um, masa organic where they make tortillas and actually where they make masa. And so one of these pictures shows these corn kernels, um, where they are, being fermented in this huge stainless pot with this limestone um, solution, I guess, that actually softens the corn kernels. And they were big, you know, they were like blowing up with this liquid and they were getting really big. And then they turned it into this tortilla, which you can see on the green plate, which was a, um, you know, the the fungus, hoochie coach. Oh, <laughs> I can never say <laughs> yeah, it. That's what was in here. And we, you know, the woman was right there. She made it right on the griddle with the fresh masa. She took a pile like a ball, put it on the press, flattened it out, threw it on the grill, melted the cheese on it, put the hoochie coochie, and we were served. So, <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> For people out there that have never had wheat coach before, it is sort of like a mushroom. We call it a Mexican truffle. We'll use it sometimes at the hotel. Um, but it I, definitely has an earthy. I don't care for it. 
It, okay, you don't like the flavor. No, and I had it this way, yeah. and then later in the week, I had it in a five-star restaurant as in one of the courses. Okay. I couldn't eat it. Okay. And actually, I have a picture here of what it looks like But on you the like corn. mushrooms and you like truffles, right? I love right? mushrooms. So, I love truffles, okay, so but little... it just smells like damp, soggy cardboard like okay it just it didn't do it and maybe it was just that i didn't have a good one however this taco with all the cheese and then all these salsas you know it, i could have been eating anything right. pretty much so and there. then this this they also served me this little cup of atole a which is this um cinnamon and it's a drink i don't know how they make it but it's like a traditional drink that, again, I couldn't really have more than a but couple it's like sips. Milk based, or it's not really milk based. It's kind of, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I have to look it so up. So it's a water base that has some different. Yeah, stuff and right. it has herbs and cloves, and um, it's I don't know. It was interesting. I love the tradition of it, and they served it with the limes, and you know. Um, but I didn't love the way it tasted. Actually, I think that's a mezcal picture, not an Atole picture. Actually, <laughs> now that I look at it better. Um, and so, so anyway, that was the first taco. And then we went to a market and we had, um, Anyway, we had just like more tacos through so the So how many of the people day. are on this tour with you? It was just me. I so ended up with a private tour. So this guy is taking you around. We became really good friends. And he's originally from Tel Aviv. His name was huh. Avedon. And, and what he was he doing everybody. There? He's been a chef. He's been a distributor. He's been a broker. Um, he started in kitchens as a dishwasher, worked his way up, um, was working supplying seafood to like the Michelin star restaurants in a few different countries. And he has a partnership with his cousin and they make chocolate, Mexican chocolate mm. and just, but knows everyone like everywhere we, you know, it's obvious that he's been to these places. He has the drill down. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know, I want half portions, you know, I don't want to eat this whole thing. It's going to be a lot. And, you know, it was just really fun. And I loved the one that was like a shawarma. And I think it's the pastor. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, carve it off. But they have a roasting uh, pineapple on top of it. And the juices from the pineapple just drip down. Oh, my God. What a great idea. It's so delicious. And then they slice the pineapple and put it on right. with the meat. Right. And that's, um, that's this one, this picture. Um, you know, and they have chopped onions on it and little, you know, so good. And then I added a couple pictures here of La Docena. Well, wait, how many places did you go to on the taco tour? Taco tour, we went to five. So, and, and are you just going one place after another? Yeah. Oh God, we walked so far. So that you'd get a taco walk, we got get a another taco, taco walk. walk. He shows me some stuff. We stopped for mezcal between like okay, that's three a good and idea. four. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bought mezcal and he was so sweet. He carried my bottles for me. It was Just lovely. drinking on the street. No drinking on the street. <laughs> and then um, we went to like a really fine chocolate shop and had what he thought was the most amazing like chocolate cookie. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, no, no. We've had Volo. We've had yeah, but it was very good, nevertheless. 
Um, so then I get done. I go back to the, I have time for like a half hour power nap before the next trough troughing. <laughs> oh my God. Cause where are you scheduled to and go next? Now I'm going to La Docena and, um, I go there because they're supposed to have really amazing octopus. So I had an octopus tostada mm-hmm. and I had octopus that was just really, um, I think it was just like roasted or grilled or broiled and it was just warm and, um, juicy and soft and it was served with like sweet potato fries or something. And it was, and I had a drink, I had a, I I don't know, I think I had a gin and tonic, but I, I had a hard time explaining what I wanted there, but it was delicious, uh, nevertheless. And, you know, that was a weird thing because I was sat at a restaurant at a table for two, like all the way in the back. And so I kind of felt like I was being shoved into like the worst table. Mm -hmm. There were people all around me and it was fine. I, one thing I realized when I travel alone is, you know, you have to fill the time somehow because I feel like time goes by slower. You're not having these like engaging conversations with someone necessarily. And so I take a lot of photographs I'm not a very good note taker, so I don't generally have good notes after. Um, But I'm really like looking around, people watching and kind of checking things out. Or I'm listening to a podcast if there's not music in the room, or I'm listening to music. And it just goes in my ears. Nobody knows that I'm listening to these other things. You know, or I'm on Google looking and, you know, you kind of really can't get away from your phone when you're on your own. Yeah. So, um, but, but really fun. And then this, this is definitely not in an order, the rest of it, but, um, churros, they have a churro chain and literally I waited in line for 20 minutes to get to the cash register. And I paid, I think, I don't know, six pesos or something ridiculous for one churro. Is that a lot? No. Okay. It was like nothing. But but people were buying bags and there were like six churros that were like two feet long in each bag. And you had to pick some. You could get chocolate sauce with it. Some were cinnamon toasted. Some were just Did you try sugar. one of the ones that had caramel on the inside? No. Okay. I had one churro. <laughs> just a plain but churro. Just with... a, I wanted like traditional, like what is, I want to taste it. Places packed. 20 minutes in a line, then you go back to the back of the line and wait another 20 minutes till you get up to get your churros. No. Oh, swear. And people were in front of me, people were behind me, and this is a chain. I can't remember the name right this second, but it's a churro chain. And they're seating inside and people are having coffee. And um, but the line (laughs) doesn't end, and this is like after my dinner. Do you think the kind of place that kind of place would fly it's like here? Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I guess, yeah. Well, if I you mean, think it of, was, um, they were so good and they're hot, and you watching. There's so much grease, and I have to say, yeah. these guys, their skin was like okay. Like I worry, like when people work <laughs> in all that oil, yeah. you know, all day long. But yeah. they were. This guy was so fast, like getting them out of the oil 
getting them, you know, kind of blotting them so there wasn't too much oil and then shaking them in the sugar and then scooping them in the bag. It was, it was a show in itself, hmm. but it was a long show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really good. Um, this drink I had, it's a shot of looking down. It's a jumbo ice cube with pink peppercorns and, um, Pink, oh, pink peppercorns and um, regular peppercorns and grapefruit zest. And it was an amazing, like, gin and tonic with this huge, um, with this huge ice cube. And it was just so delicious. And, but I went there, it was like my only time, the place is called Gin Gin. Uh-huh. And they have like, I don't know, 50 or 75 gins. And I'm like, I need to go to Gin Gin. But is it gins that are all made over. there? No. no for all over the world. All over the world. A lot okay. of from London and India and all oh. different kinds. But I got there like, it wasn't happy hour. It wasn't the twilight hour. It was like really early on. And I'm like the only one there. And so, you know, I'm kibitzing with them. And Yeah, perfect. You, know, you waited so long for your churros. Nice it, to get a quick drink. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was the next day. Oh, <laughs> so, um, so the next group of pictures, um, this is from a restaurant called Milia and it's a chain. It's on a second floor and it was a very, um, it was about eight courses. You could do eight courses or 14 courses, 14 courses. You sit at the bar, the open kitchen and the food bar, and they just, give you eight more courses than I had. But it's all like two or three bites each one. Two or three bites, really okay. small. I see and, urchin there. Oh my God, the sea urchin with foam. Foam is, okay, is so still no, big. Because now we're getting into the area. Now these photos remind me nothing of Mexican food no, that I think of. No, okay, except this for looks maybe like this at, little taco. Yeah, I mean, this looks like you're at French Laundry or yeah. someplace like and, that. And it's kind of like that, but very casual. The art, And you can kind of see in the picture... Um, you know, the art is casual. There's no linens on the table. It's, there's loud music, loud, you know, I don't think it's rock and roll, but it's like contemporary upbeat music. Mm. And, you know, everybody's kind of hipster that's working there and the tattoos are there and, you know, the beards and rubber well, bands. How, and, and how much is dinner there for like, you know, the dinner, this dinner was 60, uh, U.S. was about $65, okay. and then the other one was about 95 You could do a pairing. I ended up having a glass of sake, which was very different. Huh. This dish was really one of the most interesting. It was a huge slice of onion, just roasted onion with like a Bordelais sauce on it. But I think it was trying to be a mole sauce. Yeah, that's what I, it looks kind of yeah. like that. But it was an onion. It was amazing. And then... When when people are arriving and you see the other customers, are they do they look like locals or do they look like tourists like you? They looked pretty much I would say half and half. There were some okay. couples, but you know when you like people look like they know where they are. Yeah. And you kinda hear that dialogue like a familiar, Hey, how are you? Well yeah, and they're not looking yeah. around like they like it's the first time they've been there. Yeah. Right. But the host was lovely and she came and chatted with me and the the server was great. The I would say of the three multi-course upscale menus, Amelia had the best service of mm. the three. Very good food, but the best service. Mm. Now, I'm going to come back to this one. I'm going to come back to that one. 
but I scroll down to Pujol. Now, I would say, I would think that Pujol is probably the most famous. Even I've heard that name, yeah. Yeah. And I opted to do an omakase, a taco omakase there. And basically, it's 10 courses of tacos in their interpretation. (laughs) Now, the food, this was my (laughs) second favorite food, but my three, my number three for service. Okay. Yeah. So if I had to quantify, which I don't always love to do, um, but every, these are all, you know, three, four bites and, you know, taco with crudo, scallop crudo, taco with mole. Yeah. Uh, this was like a butternut squash. I don't know where the taco is, but it was divine. <laughs> Some kind of Maybe it soup. it was pureed into the soup yeah. as a thickener. This was like another yeah. crudo with um, nori on top. And when you and have crudo, is the tortilla that's on it, is it warm or cold? Um, they're they're warm. Nothing is really cold. Okay. Um, and... The crudo is cold, um, but some of them are melted cheese in them, and they're all different. And what I thought was really fascinating here, so only the 20-some seats at the bar are the omakase. Everybody else in the restaurant is doing their major tasting menu. You can do it with a pairing or without. I did it with this meal, I think, was about 160. And what are you pair? What is it being paired with? Oh my God. Like there was a Chardonnay. There was a, a Mexican Chardonnay. No, no, no one. There was, I think one Mexican wine, but uh-huh. there was wine from all over the world. Interesting. There was a, um, like a Chateau de Chem almost like with the last taco. Right. It was really out there. There were some beers that were really interesting, but it was nothing that blew me away. Like going, Oh my God, this is the most incredible pairing. Right. It just didn't happen. Right. Um, So my issue with service here was that I was at the bar and, you know, everyone's very busy behind the bar, ringing up, firing food, getting your next pairing ready, clearing, taking, and, you know, the food kitchen is back and forth, back and forth, you know, so you're like in the midst. I'm next to a couple on my right, a couple on my left. I haven't really spoken to either of them other than, you know... I'm here, you're here, you know, we're in our space. And they're kind of like coordinating how the food comes out. So maybe the third course in, I am right across from a POS computer station and where they're ringing in and the light from the ceiling is hitting the POS screen, mm-hmm. which is hitting my eyes. So like direct eye, eye line. When you're talking about you being across from POS, does it mean that the person that's in front of you using the POS has their back to you or they're facing you? They have their back to me. Okay. So, yeah, interesting. They have their back to me. So Well, no, I'm wondering because I think you guys are going are through a switching. little remodel right now. Yes. And I, no, it's a cleaning. A cleaning, sorry. the computer. Sorry for anyone out there. Yes. It's we'll not be, a remodel. We'll be reopened by yeah. then. Um, but I heard that you were moving the POS to the other side of the yes, bar. so people And are so I was wondering if that was guests. why. No. Okay. But you know what? I should have looked when I got home because it could, it was so annoying where this comes up for me in our business. Is it sweet D if the spotlights in the ladders aren't positioned properly, oh. they're in your eyes. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. I can tell you at the hotel we've moved to, you know, sometimes people just get a bug up their butt and they want to move tables around and kind right. of change things up, but then they, they don't change the lights. Exactly. And which is super 
important. It's, it's honestly really, I, yeah. it didn't like to sit through that. So the first time I'm like, oh, did you, you say know, something? I did yeah. because it was so bad. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm having the best time. This is awesome. But this is driving me crazy. Yeah. It can, does it turn? Can you tilt it? So it couldn't have been nicer. Turned it. It swivels. It tilts. It does everything. Next course comes. So, so now it's shining on your neighbor's five face. Five <laughs> times what? I had to ask for this to be moved. Not only uh, did I ask throughout the meal, but my neighbors on both sides, okay. we were laughing by the end of the yeah. time. So one thing that I think Pujol was really pretty phenomenal about is that before you get to dessert, they go, oh, we're going to have your last pairing and your dessert on our terrace. And everybody moves. So like, not all at the same time, but they move me and this person and that person. And um, we move over and we're outside and now we're sitting as a group of five. But how smart, they're clearing the bar for the second seating. You know, I was talking to- it's so polite. There was um, some guests that were in from Florida a, a couple of weeks ago and they told me about a restaurant. It's this incredible steakhouse. And they said, you eat, and then dessert is served upstairs. They said, everyone gets up and yeah. goes upstairs, and then they have a, then they present you with a new menu, new dessert wines. Yeah. And I thought, that's kind of a cool thing, because not only are you making space for the next, for the next turn, You're but then... You're adding experience. And I was thinking, I bet the servers who want to work downstairs, they probably start you upstairs, and they say, okay, if you sell yeah. enough dessert and dessert wine, <laughs> then, you we'll, then you can, we will move you downstairs, oh, right? Funny. It's kind of a good little training tool, too. Yeah. Okay, so they get and you outside. So now here I am, and now I meet my dining mates. But it was um, the two people that were on the sides of you too, right? Yeah, two okay. people on the right of me. He was a production manager for Netflix in Mexico and travels all over Did the world. Did you talk to him about us getting on oh, Netflix? Oh, they're going to come to they're going to come <laughs> to to Sonoma. Okay, and then um, his wife is an eye surgeon. And they're oh. hipsters. They're totally young. And, and they live there? They eat. They live in Mexico City. They live in the neighborhood. The This Polanco area is known to be like the Beverly Hills. I couldn't see. It was dark when I got there, so I don't really know where I was. But um, totally nice people. Couldn't have been nicer and funner and whatever. The other two are total millennials. And it's a couple who have quit their jobs from either Australia or Millennials London. quitting their jobs? Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> but they quit their jobs and they're just traveling the world. And they're in Mexico City for like two weeks eating yeah. out. But it was so cool because obviously all food-focused interest. And so, oh, have you gone here? Have you gone here? What about this? What about that? So I told him about the next restaurant I'm going to tell you about, which they had not heard of. The people that lived in Mexico City. So you were cooler City. than them. I was for this one minute. <laughs> now, I would have never heard about Larea had it not been my friend Elsie. Larea. Okay, L-O-R-E-A. I would have thought L-A and then R-A-Y-A, Larea. Yeah. But okay, Larea. Okay. And it is up. In Sinaloa. I don't even know. Oh. It's in Mexico City. Oh, it's in Roma, City. but it's okay. Yeah, Maybe it's on Roma Sinaloa Norte. Street. Okay. Yeah. This was the most beautiful of three restaurants, in my opinion, just design Very wise, interior wood and the right. art and the, 
you know, this art sculpture made of wood that looked like an upside down pineapple, but it just the craftsmanship of everything. The Wait, pottery. did you say craftsmanship? Schiff. Craftsmanship. <laughs> Craftsmanship. Now this You're making co- your own words up. <laughs> I am. This cocktail was my aperitif, which was gin and lavender and grapefruit and obviously egg whites or something that made it yeah, really frothy. It looks like a foamy paloma. Um and I was doing the pairing. These two beers came with one course. Um, trying to think like, oh, here's the hoochie coochie. Oh, the Wheatla coach. That's yeah. the way it looks. Um, yep. real. And honest to God, it was like the biggest corn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this next to it was Wagyu beef, um, made into carne asada with purslane. That's insane. It was insane. And it was crusty on the outside. It was so delicious. Wow. Um I forget what that was. Yeah, this what is was, that thing? It looks like an ice cube, like a red ice cube floating in it's milk. Some what kind it? of foam or fish. Fish okay. and foam. Okay. Oh, I th- when I was at Larea, I mean, yeah, the uh, Amelia, they had served a bouillon like it was a dashi. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I made them bring me a second one. I'm hmm. like, oh my God, I could drink this the rest of my life. Dashi broth. And then because I was a special guest, I got their house made mezcal. It's not made in house, but it's made for them. And they pour it in this huge piece of pottery and at the table. And, you know, it was amazing. Wait, 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 wait. They pour it into a huge thing. How so are you drinking it? it? Do you see it? The how do you? Well, so they you're just pour pouring into, out shots. You're just taking shots. Pouring out a shot out of this big container, this um, stone container. Yeah. And they they might have like three or four containers a year, depending on how much they go through. But this is like a mezcal with a small mezcal family that makes it for them. Wow. And they give it to special guests. I was only special because Elsie called ahead for me and got me a table. But this food was incredible. And then the last course, second to last course there, they ask you to go up to the bar and meet with the chef. And there is a squash blossom that is filled with I don't even know what. And it's served in like a pot, like like how you would have a potted plant, like the squash blossom is coming out of the earth. And he's like, you take it and you, you know, take one big bite all at one time. And it was like filled with this liquid. It was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. But, but good? Huh? But good? It was good. Okay. It wasn't, it was very good. It was very okay. interesting. And do I need another one? No, yeah. but it was good. But the pastry chef was very young and she was amazing. She just kept looking at me to see like what my expression was as I was eating. She was awesome. So I'm going to go through really quick because no one loves a real slideshow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do two more. Um, this was Nico's, and I felt so lucky to be at Nico's. I met they sixty years in the family. I met the chef, I met the brother, I met the matron. They just rolled it out. We did salsa tableside, which was incredible. You pick your peppers, you pick your spices, you pick which tomatoes, and they make these incredible. This there's a picture in the middle. It looks like a hollow tube, it's like a cannoli, like a cannoli shell. Yeah. It is 
like crispy prosciutto. No. But it's beef. And it's it's fried beef. This is the garnish for guacamole. I'm not kidding. So they make the guacamole table side. She ordered one of these. They bring the salt, this this beef crackling, yeah. crispy, delicious piece of meat. And you just break it up and you nibble and you put it on top of your guac and you oh, put you it don't, on your tortilla. Yeah, I thought you were going to use it as like a scoop to scoop up the, the guacamole. This is huge. This is like... It's not a good picture to show you how big it is, but I would say it's this big around. Oh, so this is like like the size it's, of like let's say a pork tenderloin. It's the size like of that. a right. That's like a like pork an tenderloin. oboe. Okay. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> a bottle of wine, maybe the bottle part. Okay. Um, and then the next was a um, amaranth pumpkin seed crusted soft shell crab. Oh, oh my god. And they poured the sauce table side. It was incredible. Their mole, best mole of the week, incredible. And what do you, wait, what do you consider good mole? You like the For me, depth of the, the depth sauce? of flavor yeah. and the consistency, and it's yeah. just like I don't know. You need more. Yeah, you shouldn't have more, but you want more. Okay. And then look, they made me a fig dessert. It was so sweet. Wait, they made you they that made or just they that. happened to make a dessert no, that had figs No, they knew I was coming and they made me that dessert. Wow. I know. And they poured honey over it. It was just... It, was that like I, goat's cheese or I something? I didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> it was just too too much cream. But you ate the whole thing and smiled, didn't you? I made, I made Elsie <laughs> eat it. <laughs> like, you got to eat this. Okay. And then, so those were my three really crazy meals that were over the top incredible. But the very last day, and I can't tell you about the art since we're not going to have enough time today. But my very last meal, I'm intending to go to this one place that focuses on corn and Elsie says, no, go to this other place. It's called Expendio uh, Expendio de Maze. <laughs> and it's all about corn. Okay. So I go, okay, I'll go. And I go, and the place is two six-top tables out on the sidewalk. The kitchen is open, like completely open, no doors, no walls, no windows, just open. I'm sure they shutter it at night, but it's open, and it's totally black. And there's like six or seven people in the kitchen cooking. And it's the restaurant next door to it is totally packed. Like long line, huge inside. This place is like, I'm like, she sent me here? You know, it's yeah. like, this is my last meal. So the first thing they send me, so he comes and he goes, look, we don't have a menu. We just serve you. Do you have any allergy issues or no. anything like that? Um, I'm like, no. And the thing that I've said to everybody all week, I'm like, it would be my preference that you don't serve me any insects, right? no brains, no and no tripe. And then other than that, I'll Open. taste anything. And what, do you talk about price? No. No, I know nothing, but I don't. I'm like, honestly, I didn't really care. Okay. This is my last meal. Okay. I spent so much money already on okay. food. Okay. <laughs> so this was a pig-shaped tortilla. With Cotija. Oh, very cute. It was so cute. So clever. Really. So like in these other restaurants where the, the plates were like pristine and beautiful and you know they were like Heath times three, you know, as far as pottery. 
these were chipped and like you could tell they were probably clean, but maybe not that clean. Right. I mean, it was rustic. I had this beer, <laughs> this ginger ale beer. It was a beer. And then, so I had that. And then the first course they brought me was th- this thing. I don't know what anything was. But they're small plates, only like six inch plates. But it was, there was squash and there was cheese and there were cucumbers and chayote and... But everything is incorporated corn in some it, way. It corn somewhere, the tortilla, whatever. It was so good. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that one bowl looks like it broke in like 800 oh, yeah, BC totally and they, they're like, still using yeah, it. They don't care. And then they come, I eat it and I'm like smiling. I just like, I'm so happy. The flavors are incredible. I'm like yeah. blown away. And they come back, they go, do you want another course? And I'm like, hell yes, bring yeah. me another course. Bring me this next thing. And it is again, I don't even know what one of the, the herbs was that was on it, a leaf. But the cu- the texture and the cucumbers and like the flavors playing off of each other and it was amazing and I ate that whole thing and then they come back and they go how are you doing you good I go oh come on come on come on I'm yeah. here we're partying next dish big bowl of I don't even know what this was it was <laughs> beef and cheese uh, corn and Oh my God, it was like sloppy, like the best sloppy Joe you ever had. (laughs) And actually they wanted me to eat it with my hands. And I'm like, I'm not eating this with my hands. It was like, cause it was like a torta or a, or a sopa, sopas or something. But I'm like, no, 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 this is good. So I'm sitting here and I'm not talking to anybody. I'm really just eating and there's kids begging for money and the mariachis are playing and the bowls going around and the Rastafarian chef owner is like sitting on the bench, like three feet from me, smoking a cigarette with his harem of chefs around him. Young kids, like you could tell he was like, could have been like Manson, you know, with his following people <laughs> like that followed him into culinary heaven. And it was just such a weird scene. But I'm like, who is this guy? This yeah. is like crazy. This food is amazing. I go on my phone and I look it up and it says no menu, no credit cards. Oh, snap. And Sandra has no more money. Oh, Sandra going to be working the dish pit. I am completely (laughs) mortified. I'm like, I cannot believe this. I'm like, okay. And it's Sunday. I'm like, I'll leave all my stuff. Where is an ATM? They're like, I don't know. I'll leave my stuff. I'll get an Uber. I'll figure this out. You know, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm like, well, can you just bring me the bill and show me, you know, like, and I'm pulling every coin. I think I had euros in this bag. <laughs> I left everything I had. <laughs> I had marks. like, I think I had like maybe eight pesos, you know, I mean, or eight. I mean, like nothing. I had like next to 80 pesos. I think I had, which is what? $4. And I'm like, do you want me to do dishes? I can do dishes for a while if you want. I charge 100 an hour for dishes. Um, And the guy comes up to me and he goes, lady, it's okay. It's okay. You can go. You don't need to worry. It's okay. And I'm like, no, I feel horrible. I didn't, I mean, I have like shopping bags with me, (laughs) you know, and he's like, lady, no, it's okay. And I go, okay. 
They brought the bill. It was 295 pesos. Which is... $15. Oh, my God. For all this food and this beer. And when I tell you it was as good as Pujol... Right. Or almost as good as La Rea. Yeah. They, each one of these experiences were so different that it was incredible. So, I mean, otherwise, the only other best amazing dish was my breakfast that I had with Elsie. And actually, I, I forgot to say. Is that Elsie with the pig with head? the pig's head. Okay. Uh-huh. And my chicken, my favorite little chicken head shot. But I don't want to get in trouble by all the pita people. I didn't kill that chicken. <laughs> um, this breakfast, the three of us shared. So Elsie and Lala. Lala is a Mezcal Sam judge who travels around and she judges Mezcal. And she's also someone that brings like the little producers into the market, like helps them you know, get there. And she's like for the people kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so the three of us share this breakfast. It's like a, a long tortilla filled with beans and the onions were to die for, but we're in the market. We're walking and this is Jamaica market, which is huge. And I wouldn't go there by myself. I was very happy. They were with me. Um, it was incredible. It just the flower part of it was like five football fields of flowers. Wow. It, it it blew me away. And the mole sauce and the dried shrimp, which is like shrimp jerky and the chicharrones and the corn and the nopales. And this is this is Lala. Here's a picture. She's showing us in her little um, agaveria or whatever it's called of how they test to see if mezcal what quality the mezcal is and they kind of suck it up with this bamboo pipe and then let it fall back into the bowl and depending on how big and how quick the bubbles disperse tells them about the quality interesting it was fascinating it was incredible anyway that's kind of a wrap-up and the rest of it was art i did a lot of museums i did um I did this really incredible emerging artist tour of galleries and off the beaten path and the weather was perfect every day and it was awesome. Felt safe there the whole time? I felt safe the whole time. We did have a security guard that was 24 hours at the B&B, which they were lovely. They were so sweet, these people. Um, and, but I never felt, I never felt unsafe. I yeah. ne- I felt like I walked wherever. Right. I took a lot of Ubers. I talked to a lot of Uber drivers. Um, but it just, it was fascinating. I would go back. And the most crazy thing is that there is an outstanding in the field dinner there on the 11th of, of January. And I got Elsie and her husband in oh, as nice. writers to see this. Who's doing the and food? And then um, one, a chef. The that, Jamaican dude. No, a chef that I didn't <laughs> go to any of his restaurants, but Elsie knew this guy. Mm-hmm. It's at this organic market called Vulcan in this place where they have these wooden rafts that float down the canals. And there's like market. I didn't go to this place because it just never was the right day. Um, and then some guests of ours at the at the restaurant here 
saw my pictures in Mexico and said, oh my God, we're going to be in Mexico City. Your stuff looks so great. Where should we go? And I'm like, oh, you got to go here and here. They're like, we're staying here. I'm like, oh my God, that's where I stayed. Like, how crazy <laughs> is that? I never posted where I stayed. Right. And then um, they ended up getting into the Outstanding in the Field dinner nice. as well. Like, what a cool experience. And our Outstanding in the Field dinner for two for 2020 is... June 7th. Wait, 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 wait. Sonoma. Uh, what? Yes, yes. Where? We're doing, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. You'll be the first or second to know. Yeah, but we're there. They were happy with us. We get to do I was going to say, one. so you guys got the nod. We got the nod today. Yeah. yeah. Maureen nice. from Vintners and Growers is helping them find the location. Okay, cool. We gave them lots of options. And is she picking the winery as well or the winemaker? Outstanding in the field will do the deciding. Okay. She'll just give them options. Okay. I made wine last year. I've given them. Huh? I made wine last year. I know. I think you need more than just a (laughs) Roussan. (laughs) It's really about the chef, not the winemaker. I know. Yeah. Well, that's great. Congratulations. I know you. you. I know that was a big deal for you. I expect you you to be there. It's going to be a Sunday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Having yeah. one that's not at Stinson Beach in December. Exactly. Sounds great. It's going to be awesome. Even yeah. though you guys, you guys totally lucked out with the <laughs> we weather, did. but, um, we but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, if people want to go check out the pictures, just go to the bike goes on. You can kind of basically the way it's set up, you can listen to this show and scroll over and look at the pictures just as you're listening to the show. Just like we a little bit up and down. Yeah. A little bit a up little and down, but you, order. you can figure it out by yeah. looking at the, at the photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if people want to go to Mexico Eat City, first. can they can Eat they um, reach out to you and ask for they can recommendations? Absolutely. Anytime. Maybe you'll put them in touch with. Go um, through, yeah, our contact form or figgirl1 at gmail.com. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to give you my itinerary and the museums and just awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, it's just... Uh, no, here we go into busy time. Yeah, you know, know, this is going to air, I don't know, whenever, but um, I'm happy to be home. I'm home for a while Yeah. until March. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And where are you going in March? Um, Vegas. For? A conference. Okay. Pomona to judge California Restaurant Association up and coming culinary chefs wow. that want... I don't know. It's like a top chef kind of competition. Okay. And then to Austin for barbecue. And then April 23rd, you'll be uh, in Pasta Robles. Pasta Robles. Busy, busy, busy. For the Hospice Tyrone. You guys doing Mm -hmm. all the food. All the food. So, yeah. I'm sure we will run into each other. Yeah, I think we'll do a podcast (laughs) up there maybe if we have time. Yeah. All right. Well, thank All right. You well, you guys go to the bike. Indulging me. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you got to time. download because we, we, you know, we had talked yeah. a little bit about and your thanks trip. Thanks for bringing a taco today. That oh, was I thought quite that was a perfect way to start the show. It was. And we I tried ate it before yeah. because, yeah. I tried to get the pastor, but they, they were, were sold out. out. Yeah. I wonder if they put pineapple on their pastor. I don't know. That sounds kind of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.